Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Welcome, everyone, to the premiere episode of Finding Certainty. I'm your host, Patrick Lang, and I'm pleased to have you join us on this, our inaugural session, with my special guest today, Mr. Frank Hellring. If you're listening in with us today and you're looking for more certainty in your own life or business, you've come to the right place. So, Frank, really honored to have you on the show today. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being here, my friend. Hey, no problem, Patrick. I wouldn't be in any place right now other than with you. Uh, it's our pleasure, for sure. So if you're listening to this and, and you do not know who Frank Hellring is, you're in, you're in a very small category indeed. Uh, he's a highly respected business leader, a philanthropist, and a very interesting story. Uh, he's also the live headliner talk show host right here on Voice America Business of the popular Business Buzz Show and the Business Watch live events. So I wanted to have Frank on our show for a, a couple of main reasons. Uh, first and foremost, uh, our shows complement each other really well. Uh, they resonate. You know, we, we both are passionate about helping businesses thrive, not just survive. We know they're in desperate need of help, and we know of a, a number of ways to do just that. Uh, secondly, Frank is actually the person who's largely responsible for this Finding Certainty show coming to pass. Uh, we'll discuss this a little bit later in the show, but I wanted to uh, pay tribute to him for helping this uh, come to reality. So, so Frank, you've worn a lot of different hats in your life. I think of you uh, as much, you know, very much a, a Renaissance man of sorts. Um, I guess my first question for you is, who is Frank Hellring? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, in other words, if you met someone for the first time and you're, maybe you're in the elevator or at one of your events, you had one minute to introduce yourself, what would you say? Well, you're asking an elevator speech there, Patrick. You know, uh, quite frankly, uh, I, I have to say I'm more interested in the person I'm talking to than vice versa. And the bottom line is I want to talk to them. If, if they're a small business, I want to ask them, who's elevating your brand and expanding your reach right now and get that type of feedback. And the guy's going to look at me like a raccoon looking at a set of you know, truck headlights. But the bottom line here is that it's all about small business. I'm all about small business. I always say on my show, it's like Tommy Lasorti said, cut him open right, and he bleeds Dodger blue. Cut me open, and I bleed brick-and-mortar small business. <laughs> That's what I love about you, Frank. The, uh, you know, as you look at your career, your background, I mean, you've been in Christian ministry, worked in corporate and personal insurance. You've done uh, you know, public uh, service, ph philanthropic work. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? And I think it's really uh, important that people understand that because you've you've been in the trenches, right? You've been out there and worked with business and corporate and cities and, and nonprofits. I mean, the list goes on and on, and uh, it gives, it's given you some really valuable insights. So we're excited to hear from you today, and really appreciate you being on the show. Well, I appreciate being here, uh, especially on your inaugural show, Patrick. You know, I mean. The reason why I don't get tripped up is not just because of over 50 years of being in small business experience, but I own a small business, Patrick, just like you do. I own a medical aesthetic practice here with my incredible uh, sainted wife. We've had it since 2013. So I turn the key in the door. I make payroll. I buy insurances. You know, I deal with customer issues. Let me tell you something. It's pretty hard to trip me up when I'm living that day in and day out. Absolutely. 
You know, I, I admire Frank for a lot of different reasons, um, but I wanted to share just a couple, if I may, uh, just starting out here. First and foremost, and you'll you'll hear this, it just exudes out of him. It's coming out of his pores, but Frank really cares about the businesses in America. I mean, his show, his business, his you know, his entire career, everything he's done and is doing raises the level of those around him, and, and specifically business, small business, mid to, mid to large size businesses. That's what gets him excited, gets him up in the morning. And there are lots of examples, but let's Let's kind of focus on one closest to home, if you will. I mean, how you helped us make this Finding Certainty show come to pass, right? Um, before anything else, condolences on the loss of your your longtime friend, Jeff Spinard, who was the founder of Voice America. I know he just passed end of last year. And uh, his vision for real businesses hosting real channels on Voice America has come to fruition. And it, in, in many respects, we're an, an embodiment of that vision, and you are as well. So um, what was Jeff hoping to accomplish? Maybe you can tell us a little of that backstory, because I think it's really interesting. Well, I'll tell you, Patrick, you know, it's almost fulfillment time for me today, because uh, this show started with Jeff and I back in August 5th of 2020. He called me and said, Frank, you know, we need a small business host because small business is in trouble in America. So I put my hand up and said, yep, that's the guy, you know, so I signed on and part of our vision was to bring small business into the mix of voice america in fact i'll never forget it we went down and got some sandwiches uh, after i was over in phoenix to be on his show to launch this show and he put that big paw of his across the cab of that big truck of his and he said frank he said tell me what you want to do for me and i said i said well let's talk about maybe doubling the number of shows on the network in the next 18 to 24 months all coming from small business all coming from this show and he clasped my hand and he said, done. So really what it's all about, quite frankly, is educating small businesses of the power of virtual, the power of internet protocol, content, radio, live hosted, just like what you're doing today. And how this all came about, quite frankly, is you were on my show, right? That's right. As my guest. And we basically broached the subject when I had you on the air. And then uh, basically we started the ball rolling and here you are, man. <laughs> That's right. Frank uh, asked me as we finished, he said, you know, you'd be, have you ever considered radio? He said, you'd be good. You've got your quick off the cuff. And he said, I think your your story would resonate with the listeners on Voice Market Business. So he said, if you're interested, I could I could get you an audience with the general manager, uh, Robert Cellino. I said, absolutely. I'd love to be able to control the message like that and get, get our word out of what we're doing. And so thanks to him, set up that meeting and we put together a proposal uh, feedback from Robert was it's one of the few proposals he's seen that got a unanimous response from the board at Voice America, which was I was happy to hear. And uh, that was several weeks ago. Now, Robert's been uh, coaching me and preparing and getting us ready, setting up sound equipment and engineering and the brand and so forth and so on. And it's, uh, it's come to fruition. Here we are today. So really appreciate your help in uh, opening our eyes and opening up that uh, opportunity to us, Frank. Yeah, I do have a question for you. You know, I affectionately call that six-week process they run you through, you know, to get you where you are today as the gauntlet. Did you find <laughs> that to be true or what? <laughs> well, I did indeed. In fact, uh, I think we had about eight weeks. Uh, excuse me. I think we had about four or five weeks until the, the today's date. And we actually picked today's day because it's my son's birthday. My, my son, Anderson, turns 18 today. He's headed to Cal State on a diving scholarship. And so I thought we'd do a little tribute to him as part of the show. So it's 
so we had to do it in an even shorter period of time. I mean, talk about a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet with a capital G. Well, happy birthday to your son, Patrick. What a <laughs> what a memorable show this is for you and your family. Absolutely. <clears throat> I'm in uh, I'm enjoying being here. So, um so anyone who doesn't know, Voice America business, uh, it's broadcast live and then 12 hours from now it's broadcast live again because there's listeners from all over the world and then it's downloaded on all of the podcast channels. I mean, Audible, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple, Google, the list goes on. And so if you want to listen to this later or share it with somebody, they will be uh, downloaded. The, sh- the episodes will be downloaded on those channels. So so if you don't mind, what was it about our story and, and our message that you thought would resonate so well with the listeners? I know it's right in line with what you do, but share, us, share a little bit more insight into that if you can. Well, what's amazing is the name of your company, you know, Certainty Management. I have been saying really since I got on the air now, you know, my second year anniversary just happened last uh, August the 5th. And we have found that the word trust in business is pretty much non-existent due to this pandemic, you know. And unfortunately, what it's done is it's birthed a baby called uncertainty. And it's just that uncertainty out there today in business. I mean, that is really not something that is really apropos <laughs> to coming back, you know, uh, because every time you turn around, you're looking over your shoulder to see what else is going to hit you, you know, from behind. And so your company being certainty management and the things that you do to bring the certainty to that nonprofit realm, which is probably one of the most hammered business market sectors during this pandemic is nonprofits, because people didn't think about giving to charitable organizations during the fact that they're putting bread, you know, water and food and, and gas in their car. Of course, we're in an inflationary economy, so that's even more an interesting uh, statement. But the bottom line here is that your company brings that certainty factor. And for you to name the show Finding Certainty, I think you're hitting right in the zone, Patrick. I appreciate that. We, uh, we put a lot of thought into it. Uh, we thought about certainty today and the certainty factor and so forth and so on. But ultimately we decided on finding certainty because I think it's something that does resonate. It's something that people are looking for, whether in their personal lives or their business lives and so forth. And you know, and anyone who's listening uh, just a little bit about us, I guess we uh, we're a cost reduction firm. We have deep discount benefits for, for businesses specifically, ideally um, smaller businesses, independent contractors, um, gig workers and the likes. And then we use what we're good at with our cost reduction work and our benefits work and so forth to help nonprofits raise funding, not just uh, help them save, but actually help them raise unlimited zero cost funding. And so our whole mantra, uh, we are a veteran owned business. We have uh, affiliates across the US and Canada, but our whole mantra is creating more certainty in your life, just as Frank said. So um, it's definitely needed out there, isn't it, Frank? Without a doubt. And I think the wonderful thing that you're doing, especially in the nonprofits, is that, you know, the only difference between a nonprofit and a profit business is the word non, Patrick. You know, they still have to turn the key in the door, pay the insurances, have employees and have all of the expense, you know, related areas in that in that realm of theirs. And for you to turn around and come alongside them and give them a different twist to fundraise, that's an amazing, amazing gift that you're bringing to the table. Yeah, we feel the same way. It's probably the part of our business I'm most passionate about is uh helping it's such great organizations and I'm going to share some examples today, but uh, we're very excited about what we're doing and how we're helping and just the potential that's there. So it's interesting because when I spoke with Robert first, uh, he asked me, 
if there were any pillars of our show, what would our focus be? And I said, really two things. Um, first is I believe that businesses have to evolve. They have to be open to change. They have to consider new technologies. They have to you know, think outside the box if they're going to succeed, especially small business. They need help, right? They can't do it uh, all alone. I mean, there's several out there who are great contractors or great physicians or, or great consultants, but they maybe need help in the accounting and the marketing and all these other areas. And so, but they have to be willing to change. So that was the first, uh, was the first pillar, if you will. And I know that you echo that. You talk a lot about that on your show, uh, Business Buzz. Um, the second thing, though, is that we have to work together to get there. If we, you know, we may disagree on how we vote and where we go to church and, you know, where we're from, languages, backgrounds, whatever the case might be, and that's fine. But we are focusing too much on our differences here in America. I believe we need to focus on the things we agree on, focus on our common ground, things like um, small business success, right? Nonprofit strength. We, all, we can all agree we, we want our kids safe at school, right? We don't want potholes in, a road, <laughs> in the road. I mean, the list goes on. If we can think outside the box as businesses and be willing to evolve, and if we can work together more, we can, we can take back some of the uh, national pride, some of the business success that I think we've lost over the last few years. Really important. It's really needed. And there are definitely ways that we could improve it. You know, Patrick, uh, first of all, thank you for your service, right? Uh, being a veteran and a veteran-owned show, I highly, highly respect that. Matter of fact, on my show the other day, we talked about the 1.7 million veterans who are homeless on our streets. And that's a tragedy in this country and something needs to be done about that. But along these lines, you know, of where you're going, I think it's absolutely critically important to understand that small business is not small in this country. We represent 85% of the hiring, 50% of the GNP. I think it's a misnomer, a mischaracterization to put that word small in front of business. And then when you turn around and, you know, General Patton used to say it better than anybody else, right? If you don't put boots on the ground, you're not going to take the enemy's positions and win a war. So small business, if you take a look at it from that aspect, organic and community oriented, we are America in the small business community. And right now we're being marginalized and overlooked. Would you agree with that, Patrick? I completely agree. We need more uh, representation in Washington. We need better tools. We need, we need more synergy and unity. I mean, uh, those are three of your big hot buttons, right? Relationships, unity, uh, unity, and reciprocity. I love that word, by the way, Frank, reciprocity. Well, the former president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, there wasn't a day that went by that he didn't talk about the law of reciprocity. And let's just let me give you a quick example. When's the last time you took your guy to lunch? Didn't know him from Adam, right? The bill comes, right? And you reach for it. And the guy goes, oh, no, 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 no. Let me grab it, right? And you let him. Or maybe you don't. But the bottom line is somebody paid for that bill, right? right. That's just common protocol and corporate structure. That's what happens at a lunch with somebody you don't know. Guess what that did? It put an obligation on the guy that didn't pay the bill to take you to lunch the next time. And I guarantee it's going to be a higher-end restaurant. That's the law of reciprocity. Doing right. something better the next time. This is where we have to get in small business. I agree. I mean, it's really the whole foundation of our fundraising division where we create reciprocity between for-profits and non-profits. And there are some great stories out there of those two sides of the fence working together to accomplish more, right? But there's not enough of them. And right? there needs to be more. I think it's more than just a model. It needs to be a movement 
so we can all get where we want to go. Now, uh, as we're approaching our break, I want to, I've got a couple, uh, one last question for you. Um, see, I, I said, there's two things I love about Frank. One is how much he cares about business. And the other is he's a great example of someone who really does a great job getting his message out and promoting his work. I mean, he does this in a, in a number of different ways, some of which we'll explore further on the show today, but I mean, he's an accomplished networker. He's, he's a business, uh, he's a Voice America business radio show host. As I said, he does public events. In fact, you were just uh, promoted, I guess would be the best word for it, to be the live event host for Voice America on the West Coast, right? I mean, tell us a little bit about that, if you would. Well, it's amazing. I've done a lot of live events. Business Watch, which is the other half of my show, is the live event portion of the show. And then Robert Cialino basically came to an agreement. I did a couple of live events for Voice America as a beta. And recently, they did appoint me a live event uh, host show. They did a lot of live events before the pandemic. They intend to do it again. If anything happens on the West Coast, I'm the guy. So I'm really excited about that because I love representing this network. That's great. And you do such a great job at it. I've seen your YouTube videos and others. It's, uh, I think uh, you look, I, I can tell you're having fun while you're up there and that's half the battle, right? That's um, the name of the game, having fun, Patrick, just like <laughs> we're doing today. <laughs> that's right. So, um, you know, I know recently you had a, uh, speaking of promoting your business and, and thinking outside the box and so forth, you had a, a vehicle completely wrapped and you had it done for free, is my understanding. Is that right? You're, yes, sir. I bartered it. The Buzzmobile, right? I bartered it. It came out of Cogent Designs in Laguna and Nigel. What an incredibly great company! It's not a it's not a vinyl wrap. It's a piece of artwork. I mean, these guys went absolutely overboard. And uh, you know, I'm a Batman fan. Uh, date myself, 16 years old. I never missed that show on Wednesday and Thursday nights. And they had the Batmobile, right? So I said, "Gee whiz." Incredible artwork. We put it right on the hood with the buzzing bee and the big microphone, and we put the buzzmobile right there in the front of the hood. And believe me, that gets noticed when I do live events. It's fantastic. We'll have you share your website at the end so everybody can go see the pictures. I mean, it's it's really amazing. So, so we've been talking with Frank Hellring of Business Buzz and Business Watch here on Voice America Business. Uh, we're going to take a short break. When we be, when we get back, we'll go in a little bit more detail about some of the ways that that Frank is helping his clients promote their businesses, helping strengthen small business, what we call the ripple effect and so forth. So looking forward to uh, continuing the conversation, Frank, but we're going to go to break right now. We'll, we'll be back with you in just about a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero-cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888-684-3122 to learn more today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. And we're back. In our previous segment, we were speaking with Frank Hellring of the Business Buzz and Business Watch. Now, the story of his fully wrapped I, I like to think of it as a billboard on wheels, Frank. Is that a good uh, definition of the Buzzmobile? Well, that's exactly what it is. And it's got a huge QR code on, on both sides of the car, you know, so when I'm driving down the street, somebody can literally pop their phone up and grab my landing page right off the side of the car. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's a great example of the two pillars we were talking about, right? Thinking outside of the box and also working together between more than one entity to accomplish more. I mean, it benefits you, benefits them. You've got a phenomenal deal bartering with them in exchange for some promotion for their business and truly win-win, right? Which is what we're what we're talking about. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and small business has to get back to that because you know what that does is it builds more relationship between business entities. And that's where we've got to get. You know, we've yeah. got to get small businesses unified because right now we're getting knocked off like 10 pins by these big box stores and these e-predators. And we don't need to stand for that because one thing that we've got that they don't have, we've got that personal relationship touch to the customer. And we need to basically exploit that like we've never done before. That's absolutely right. Um, you know, we've talked in yours and my conversations about your your concept of a hub and spokes, right? And you were talking about a fishing analogy. You were talking about a, a few things, but uh, let's jump. I want to come back to that because that's, I think it's a really important insight, but let's talk for a minute about the ripple effect. And it's right in line with what you're talking about with relationships and, and so forth. You were telling me about a butcher story. Do you, do you mind sharing that with the audience? I think they really enjoy it. Well, I think what's interesting, you know, is that small businesses, you know, I, I own a small business. I've got a dry cleaners that's been, uh, in that complex where I am for 25 years, right? So here's here's the scenario. I go in and I take my dry cleaning and I say to our reg, I say, hey, Rick, how you doing, buddy? Had a nice day. He says, hey, Frank, yeah, have you talked to the guy across the street who owns the butcher shop? And I said, no, I haven't. He said, he's got the best ground around in town. Absolutely amazing. Not only is the price good, but the meat is absolutely fantastic. He said, you need to go over there and check that out. 
And I said, okay, great. So I had some time. So I go across the street. I meet Harry. You know, I say, Harry, right across the street, tell me you got the best ground around the town. Give me a couple of pounds of it, right? So um, while he's back there wrapping it up, a conversation ensues, right? So Imagine, he turns huh? around and he looks over at me and he says, hey, I understand because, uh, you know, Red called me over, told me you're coming over, right? Which is really kind of cool. And he said, I understand you own a business across the street. I said, yeah, I own a lawyer metastatics. I said, well, how long you been here? And he said, oh, my goodness, probably about 15 years or so. Wow, that's amazing. I said, well, let me ask you a question. I said, you know anything about medical aesthetics? He said, no, not really. I said, well, let me ask you a question. Are you married? And the guy said, yeah. I said, well, I'll tell you what, we give family discounts. So the next time your wife looks in that makeup mirror and she doesn't think it looks too good, you ring my phone, buddy, because I'm going to give you a discount. What happened between he and I? Is it two pounds of ground round anymore? No. Relationship is now coming together between us as businesses, and that supersedes a couple of pounds of ground round. That's where we have to get, Patrick. We have to realize that businesses have synergy if they're put together. Well, not only does it supersede the two pounds of ground round, it supersedes special pricing, free shipping, you know, Amazon Prime. I mean, it supersedes the big box that is really damaging uh, small businesses, damaging America in many respects. People view it as a benefit, but it's undermining our economy and our really the heart of our businesses, the heart of our uh, economy in so many ways. Right? I know this is a hot button for you, but you know this merchant endorsed referral marketing is so powerful, and uh, because it comes at, back down to trust, as you were saying, right? I mean, that's the core of of any transaction. We've got to do what we can as as business leaders as promoters, as small businesses and large businesses, we've got to do more to bring that back. Well, now that you jumped into the Amazon space, let me uh, say this. I've done three shows in New York, and on one of the shows, the guy told me, do you realize they're bulldozing a couple of blocks of Brooklyn over there that's dilapidated and putting up one of the biggest distribution Amazon centers in the United States? And I said, really? And so I did some background investigation and found out that New York City on Manhattan has lost one-third, count it, one-third of their small business community in the last two years. You know, when you create a vacuum, something's got to get sucked in, right? And that's exactly what Amazon is doing. So if we turn around and we take a look at it from that aspect, Amazon's also come up with a hub concept, right? Well, that's exactly what I'm doing on my show. I've created a hub. That's the business buzz. That's the business watch. Now, if you've got a wheel, you have to have spokes, right? So now I'm entertaining other vendors, other advertisers, other sponsors, relationships, and I'm building this wheel. Okay, just like the pioneers needed when they went across on the covered wagons, right? I'm building this wheel and all these spokes primarily, just like the one I'm going to be doing with you is revenue generation. So what am I doing? I'm creating this platform that puts the exposure out there for all of these incredible spokes. They get sales. I win. Right. And you're not the only one who wins. Everyone wins, right? It's truly win, win, win. You know, I was talking about our fundraising program. We call it the Certainty Partners Program. And basically, it's right in line with this, right? Because it came about because it occurred to us that we could do more than just make income. We could make a difference, right? We wanted to do more than just do business. We wanted to do some good. And we created this this multi-tiered relationship where we go to a nonprofit, we offer to help. They introduce us to their donors, their alumni, their network. We in turn do the work for them that we provide, our cost production work, our deep discount benefits work, and so forth. 
And then we donate a large percentage of what we earn, as much as 50% back to that nonprofit that opened up that door. What's neat about that is most fundraising requires you to sell something, to ask for a donation, or to write a grant and hope for money, right? And all of those three are archaic. They're, they're, they're challenging. People are burned out by asking and asking and asking and selling and selling and selling. And with this model, they're in fact putting money back in their client's pockets rather than asking for it. The client or the donor wins, of course, because we lower their costs or give them benefits or help protect their personnel with our security app. And there's a number of things we can do to help them. But rather than having to sell something or ask for a donation, they're actually putting money back in their pockets. As I said, we win by getting new clients. The donors win by saving. The nonprofits win by receiving free funding, literally at no cost to them. So it talking about reciprocity, right? And synergy, that's, it is a, an almost perfect example of what we're talking about. Well, there is an old saying, it's more blessed to re- you know, give than receive, right, Patrick? Right. You know, so by you sharing the wealth with your clients, they win, you win, and the customer wins. It's a three legged stool. I try to do everything in business on a three legged stool, then it stands. That's right. So there's a really great example of this that I know you're involved with and uh, you're a big fan of, and it's this company called Zen Delivery. Um, tell us a little bit about that because it's it's such a great example again of this reciprocity between the community, the businesses, us as uh, customers, and so forth. Uh, really, in in combat with or in competition with big business that in many respects is not interested in in in, in helping our local businesses and communities. Well, recently I covered a live event for Zen Delivery, Taste of Brea in uh, Southern California. It's a huge event. All the restaurants pour out into the streets in Brea. The whole town shows up and they give out all kinds of free food, right? So I got about an hour and a half of video copy on that, but I covered it for Zen. Now, if you take a look at what happened during the pandemic, restaurants basically got shut off from their customer base, right? So they had to either bury their error or rationalize it. So they had to move into takeout and delivery. And if you take a look at, you know, what restaurants were before the pandemic, maybe 5% of the restaurant community did that. Now take a look at it. And believe me, it's most of them because they have to serve that customer base, right? Well, along comes the Predator, Uber Eats, DoorDash, Postmates, Grubhub, and they're charging those restaurants 30% to sell their food to their customers and put it in their hands. I don't know about you, but 30%? Where's their ROI as far as that restaurant? Pretty thin, right? Now we got the pandemic with the inflation. Uh, now their food costs are going up. Their employee costs are going up if they can even keep an employee in that slot. Right. So along comes Zen Delivery, and they are going to exploit a $150 billion industry last year all over the globe. They did $150 billion, all of these predators, right? Zen's coming in and saying, "Uh uh-uh, we got a better way. We're only going to charge you $2 a delivery. $2 a delivery. More importantly, we're going to incentivize it so you can enroll your customers. Every time the customers buy from you, you're going to get a dollar from us. Every single time you introduce another restaurant owner to us and they adopt that $2 delivery, we're going to pay you 50 cents of every dollar that goes out that door from their orders. You tell me if it doesn't get any better than that, Patrick. So what you've got is this voracious ant 
called Sin Delivery, who's going to be on the back rear end of this incredible big elephant called Takeout and Delivery in the Eat Predator realm. And sooner or later, they're going to notice that ant's real hungry. That's right. Well, you see a couple of things from from this scenario and this industry, right? Obviously, there's a demand for the service. I mean, people love the idea of having food delivered to their door. And uh, obviously, COVID added to that. People didn't want to go out, but they still want to eat, right? They still needed food. And they thought that they were helping the restaurants by ordering food and having it delivered. Unfortunately, I think predator is a, it's a strong word, might sound a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, uh, over the top, maybe to some of the listeners, but I think predatory practices need to be called out because a predator is looking to eat its its lunch, right? It's looking to eat its prey. It's not. It does not have their best interest at heart. And a, and the predatory aspect of this, whether it's Amazon or the food delivery companies or whatever, is that they put their profits first and foremost above all else, right? They're not looking out for the best interest of those restaurants. They're not looking out for the best interest of the the customers or the community. It's it's the almighty dollar, right? They're, share, they're, they're public companies, they're shareholders, and it is that bottom line. And so, so there's obviously this huge demand, right? And the big companies have, have uh, swooped in, created the service, but they are charging an arm and a leg for it. There are, you know, the statistics better than me, Frank, but how many restaurants have gone out of business because of this service that we all thought was helping them? Well, I've done about six shows in the restaurant community uh, out of my now almost 100 shows. And let me tell you something. I, I know it, this land uh, pretty well, this realm pretty well, and we've lost 50%. Count it. 50% of our family-owned restaurants in America That's... during the last couple of years. I mean, it's, it's horrific what's going on here. And then the other thing is DoorDash went public, right, last year at a $16 billion in aid value. Where did that come from, Patrick? Okay. You're talking about... Is it all about the bucks? Yeah, it's all about the bucks. It's called shareholder equity. Isn't that what it's called, Patrick? So when you are ruled by shareholder equity, who are you serving? Are you serving the client or are you serving the investor? And from an investor's standpoint, of course, we all want our stocks to do well. We all want our investments to go up, whether it's crypto or stocks or bonds or whatever, right? But I think we also have a fiscal responsibility and a moral obligation to invest in companies, stocks, cryptos, et cetera, that are doing good, right? We can't support, we can't invest in things that are doing harm to our communities. It's like investing in an active shooters club, right? I mean, you literally, you you have to research, you have to do your due diligence, you have to vet the investments that you're putting money in. And if I think of a lot of people, if they understood how much these delivery companies are hurting the businesses, the, the local restaurants, it would change how they felt about one, using them and two, investing in them. Well, you know, what's amazing is we are building a national team right now for Zen Delivery. Uh, we've covered uh, Florida, we've covered Tennessee, New York City, Chicago, uh, here in Southern California, even as far west as Hawaii. And can uh, I announce it today? You're becoming a part of our team, a Zen team, national team. Uh, so I'm sure you'll be putting out your link uh, informationally and whatnot to your listening audience. It's going to be building across Voice America, and that's going to be great for your show. There's another spoke in the wheel, Pat. That's right. Mm-hmm. 
you know, tell us a little more about how the Zen delivery works exactly. I know there's benefits to the company, the restaurants, the, even the drivers, the customers. Uh, we've got a couple more minutes till our next break. So do you mind breaking that down a little bit more? Well, basically what they've done, they created a compensation plan. They take that $2, you know, that they're charging to the restaurant and they're going to grab about 60% of that back and pay out the marketing uh, aspect uh, across the across the board to the restaurants, to the drivers and the marketers that are out there bringing these restaurants in every single day. And since they launched the company pretty much at the beginning of July, they've got over 20,000 restaurants on the books. It's absolutely amazing. This thing is building very, very, very fast. And it's going to continue to build fast because the restaurant owners are going to go, yeah, I'm going to look over my Rolodex, which I'm dating myself. I know it's a smartphone and your contact list. But the bottom line is they're in a relationship with other restaurateurs. And why not get 50% an order if I refer them to a good thing, right? Right. You know, the power of word of mouth, right? I go see a good movie. I tell a friend if I, if I try a supplement I really enjoy, I'll tell my parents or my family about it. I mean, that's the way that business is done. comes back to that trust factor, right? And what you call customer convergence, where the relationship dictates the sell, right? It's, I mean, we do business with people that we trust. We do business with people that we're referred to or businesses that we're referred to. That's really what it, it, it's at the heart of Zen Delivery. So I, I love that. And I love that they're giving back and, and putting money back in the restaurant's pockets. Also, a little bit more for the drivers and even the customers who are referring their friends and family to it. I think it's going to be, again, not just a model, but a movement, even a mission that could really make a difference. I mean, $150 billion, that is a massive elephant to, to jump on. Yeah. Now that you let some of my intellectual property out of the bag, customer convergence, we'll cover that after the break, okay? But <laughs> the bottom line here is that you know it's all about bringing small business back. Patrick, you know, right. and the government just passed, passed this ridiculous Inflation Reduction Act. Do you see any money in there for small business? I don't, you know. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be hitting that in September. We're going to take that bill apart because it's got small business right in the crosshairs, my friend. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know that's a hot button for you. So uh, we're having a great chat here with Frank Hellring of Business Buzz and Business Watch. Uh, we're going to take another quick break here. When we come back, we'll be talking uh, in more detail about what Frank refers to as this ripple effect. And I want to talk a little bit more about the hub and the spoke concept. It's one of the secrets I know of your success, one of the secrets of lasting success in business. So we'll be back, we'll be back with you here shortly. Thanks for listening, everybody. And when we get back, we're going to dig into those in a little bit more deep, deeper detail. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888-684-3122 to learn more today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. 
From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. And we're back. In our previous segment, we were discussing Zen Delivery, this uh, really out-of-the-box approach to helping empower the the restaurants in our communities helping give them back so much of this uh profit this 30 percent that's going to the the big uh uh uber eats and doordash and these other companies that have produced 150 billion dollars in revenue that has come out of largely out of those restaurants pockets you were saying frank that 50 percent of the restaurants have gone out of business and that is just mind-boggling to me yeah, and if you want to take a look at it from brass tacks and numbers, you know, the average restaurant does about 40 takeout and deliveries, right? At an average, about $20, right? If you put that out over a year, you're going to pay out a hundred grand to Uber Eats to deliver that every single day. Can you imagine a hundred grand? Whereas Zen Delivery comes along and for about 16 grand, they do the same service. You tell me, you want that money back in the hands of the restaurant? What can they do with that? Absolutely. I mean, business, and we, we talked about how small business is a misnomer because we're big, right? We're 50% of the GMP or the GDP. I mean, we have, um, there is no, there's no, um, there's not enough representation in, in, in Washington. There's not enough of us and not, not enough businesses, not enough, uh, entertainers, not enough promoters and influencers focusing on giving back and, and, and empowering small business. We're not small. We do need help. These businesses that we're referring to, whether they're restaurants or dry cleaners or, or contractors, they need help. And so share a little bit, if you would, uh, Frank, about some of what you're doing. You, you, you've talked about this hub and spoke concept and this customer convergence idea. Do you mind expanding on that just a little well, bit? Well, my, my real passion right now is to educate businesses on the power of unity, okay? And, and, and I think what we need to do is this, is take a look at Amazon, right? When the bookseller came in and he took over that company and he brought all the heads in together and he said, it's all about the customer, it's all about the customer, it's all about the customer. And if you don't get that, you're fired, 
right? And all of that came to fray with product, price, and convenience. That's what Amazon is. That's it. That's all they've got. Product, price, and convenience, right? Whereas we have that opportunity to be in boots on the ground. So let's look at it from this aspect. Let's say I don't know you from Adam, and I come to you and I say, Patrick, how many clients do you have? And you say a thousand. I say, well, guess what? I've got a thousand too. Let me ask you a question. If we could find a way to get a relationship with one another and expose each other's businesses to each other, that means in that little exercise, our customer base expanded by a thousand each. Did it not, Patrick? Yes, it did. Okay, then we get a little excited more, and you say, wait a minute, I know six other guys out there that would probably want to do the same thing, Frank. So you get out there and you motivate them, right? The minute that that happens, what happens to our customer base expansion? Now it goes to 7,000, right? That's right. Then those other six get excited, and they go out, and they do the same thing again, exponentially. It jumps to $42,000. Oh, excuse me, 42, yeah, dollars. Yeah, that's what we're after. 42,000 customer base, right? Right. Let's make the ridiculous move and do it again. Guess what that number jumps to? 258,000 customer reach. What I'm out to do is educate small businesses on customer-based expansion. Nobody's talking about that term, and I'm telling you right now, it's doable. All we have to do is find a benefit platform that benefits those customers, shoot it out to them, the business gets the credit, right? He gets brushed with the credit for putting a lot of savings into the hands of that customer base, and as that network begins to expand out, you're going to end up eventually not with word of mouth, not with referred lead. You're going to end up with merchant-endorsed referral. That's what you're going to end up with because customers are going to go, wow, I can get a discount from small business. That's right. Yeah. Every business out there knows what B2B is, right? Latip, B&I, different things like that. Everybody knows, oh, go to the breakfast, go to the lunch, pass the leads, mm, it relationship, right? Right. But where Amazon exceeded was B2C, business to consumer. That's where we have to get, Patrick. I agree. We have to get into that B2C space. And one of my graphics people, who I love to death, I said, you know, I go out and I talk to small businesses. I ask them what B2C is. They go, oh, that's business to competition. I slap my forehead and they go, oy vey. I'm not (laughs) Jewish, right? But I got a lot of work to do if that's what you think that is. It's business to consumer. So we came up with a different, terminology. We call it customer convergence. Customer convergence. We got to take our hands and stop grabbing onto that customer relationship management like we think we own it because we don't. Absolutely. You know, and it it applies in both this mark, this relationship between us and uh, each other and small businesses and, and business and consumers. It also applies in for-profit and non-profit, right? I was talking a little bit about our fundraising program. Yeah. I had a great example um, just this last week. I met a company or a, a charity called Lighthouse Charities here in uh, Las Vegas where I live. And they help refugees land on their feet. They teach them English. They help them get their citizenship, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But they have a really amazing program where the large hotels here in Las Vegas donate to them their towels when they've kind of started wearing out, lost their their oomph, right? Their poofiness. And that might be the first time anybody's ever said poofiness on the radio, but um, they donate their towels to them. And then they take them and they 
cut them into strips, they surge the edges, and they sell them back to the hotels as cleaning racks. Creates revenue for the, the charity, creates a, a service for the hotels. I mean, it's truly a win-win relationship, right? It's just a, such a great example because it's not just small businesses that can do this. Large business, for-profits can work together to help our small businesses, help our nonprofits. Shout out to Lighthouse Charities and all of the hotels here that are doing that. I mean, they also have another company who they put together bath balls for them. And, you know, the kind that's, you know, dissolve in a bathtub and, and they do that in the, in the winter and their, their workers or their, uh, their members will put together these bath balls that the busy season for that is the, is in the winter, the holiday season, the busy season for the, the towels is the summer, right? When, the, when most people are, are traveling here. And so they're able to cover both kind of both ends of their uh, season. And again, they do the work for the bath ball company. At a discount, they get paid for it. It benefits both of them. It's just a really uh, phenomenal example. I'm actually going to have uh, Cindy Trussell, the founder of that charity, on the show a little bit later as a guest, so we can dig into it a little bit more. So, absolutely. You know, let me see if I can illustrate this a little better. You remember the movie, the old movie, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, right, with Natalie Wood? Mm-hmm. And okay. If you remember in that movie, Santa Claus is sitting on his throne up there, right? In the middle of Macy's. And all of a sudden, this little child sits on his on his knee and he goes, oh, he said, what do you want for Christmas? He said, well, I like roller skates. He says, oh, my goodness. He says, they're little ankles. You have to be so concerned about that. And we have some very good roller skates here at Macy's, too. But I think you need to go to Gimbel's because I'll have exactly what you're looking for. Well, the toy manager was standing right there and over where everybody said, and he goes, Gimbel's, Gimbel's, main competitor of Macy's, right? Next scene you see, there's six women outside the toy manager's office wanting to thank him because Santa Claus is sending people to other stores, right? And he's going, they like it, you like it, but what's Mr. Macy going to say, right? Well, by the time it got up to corporate level, Macy's phone's ringing off the hook. The governor's calling him. All the mayors are calling him in the area. All this stuff is happening. Everybody's thankful to Macy's, right? And so they made it a part of the marketing policy. If we haven't got what the customer wants, send them where they can get it, right? Next scene you see is Gimbel's, which was right around the corner from Macy's. The guy walks in. Do you realize that we're getting a bunch of customers from Macy's? He said, what's he doing? He said, he's sending people to other stores. He said, well, what does that mean, Gimbel's? A profiteering, money-grubbing? He says, I'll tell you what. He says, if we haven't got what the customer wants, send them back to Macy's. The next scene you see, they're standing there. And Macy's is going to reward Santa Claus with a big Christmas gift, right? A new x-ray machine for his doctor. And the Macy's guy goes, you can buy it through the store for 10% discount. Gibble goes, I can get it at cost. The bottom line here is that two enemies came together. They both won by converging their customer base. That's where we need to get, Patrick. That's where we need to get. I couldn't agree more, Frank. That is such a great example. I love that movie. And um, it's exactly what we're talking about, right? I mean, we as businesses, as influencers, whatever the case might be, we have got to work together. We've got to look for more ways to create that reciprocity. Uh, We also have to think outside the box, as we were saying earlier. We need to be able to consider new technologies and new approaches. Um, We're running out of time here, but just it brings to mind one uh, just an experience I've had recently. I was invited to be in a, a book series that's coming out this fall called Mission Matters. And it's focused on businesses that are making a difference. Uh, 15 or 20 CEOs, they each teach a lesson from their lives. 
I'm writing about accountability, actually, in my chapter. But this company, um, Mission Matters, is a company that has provide, is providing a service in an industry that was struggling, right? Publishing has, has been down for, for a long time. People are reading less. They're, they're buying printed books less, et cetera. And so authors have struggled. Well, Mission Matters put together a team. They've got the, they do all the designing, the editing, the ISBN, legal fees, project management. They even ghostwrite the chapter for you if you want them to. I wrote my own, but you know, they do the publishing, the promotion, the social media, the list goes on. And they do that at a fraction of the price that an author would normally have to pay. So they're charging less, just like Zen Delivery is. They're providing so much service and they are making a difference. And so I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it. Books coming out this fall, but it's just another great example of what we're talking about. So, well, Patrick, I'll tell you what, I'm so honored. I know you're moving towards the end of your show. <laughs> I know that because I'm a live host and I see the two minutes. Listen, Patrick, I am so really thrilled to be with you today. Thank you so much for believing in the vision of Jess Bernard uh, and myself of bringing small businesses to the Voice American Network. I wish you all success really. And I'll be in the background being a cheerleader for you and helping you any way I can. Uh, if people want to get in touch with me at Business Buzz or Business Watch, all they need to simply do is go to my landing page. All of everything that I'm doing right now, all my social media websites, everything's being redone. So we're running with the landing page right now. It's B-I-Z-Z, B-U-Z-Z dot live. Just bring that up. It'll take you to my landing page and you can get in touch with the show. Patrick, you are a success on its way. I appreciate it, my friend. You know, I, I'll, I'll say one last comment, and that is this. We are all different, right? We all have different businesses, different interests, where we do different, we provide different services. Frank and I are very different, right? He's high energy, and, and you, you watch his show and my show, they're going to be different. But that's okay. The most important thing is that we need to be authentic. We need to be our true selves and look to serve each other. If we do that, we can truly make a difference in this space. Another shout out to my son, Anderson, for his birthday. If you'd like to learn more, let's continue the conversation. Visit us at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T-E-A-M as in Mary.com. Want to share this uh, show with someone or come back? Go to findingcertainty.live. We appreciate you being with us today. Thanks so much. Frank, thanks for being here, my friend. We'll have you back again, and we'll dig into these topics in a little bit more detail. But I really appreciate you being our flagship guest. Thanks for helping the show come together. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you, Patrick. And by all means, you listening out there today, keep tuned to this show. It's just going to get better. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.